Welcome to RCS, Rain City Supercars. As always, I'm Nicholas. I'm Dan. Sound like I'm starting the news. I know. We're and this is the news tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we are broadcasting live at the Mount Sai Pub while Drivers Club is under uh, quarantine, like most businesses in the area, unfortunately. I was mad about quarantine, but the more time I spend here. I really like the pub. I'm less mad at This about is a quarantine. really great yeah. place to hang out. I mean, there's nobody in it because it's closed, but it, it's still pretty awesome. And people keep asking us, yes, eventually when the governor allows it, they will open back up. And oh, we will tell you. RCS will be here for events, and we're going to, yeah. It's a good place to end drive, start drive, <laughs> in the middle of the drive, start a drive here in the middle of the drive, come back, and end the drive. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah, we'll be here. I think we will work with our partners on that. Absolutely. Yeah, we're Absolutely. brought to you by Avance, Carter Subaru, Haggerty, Rainier Beer, America's Automotive Trust, Drivers Club, and Griot's Garage. Shout out to Carter Subaru. Uh, our good friend Carl Noakes uh, yeah. ended up with the new Crosstrek. <laughs> You guys own the car from the show and our photographer. Yeah. So, so I, it's a pretty car. Yeah. It's a really pretty car. I like car. the color. I saw it this weekend. Uh, we, Carl and I did a little, had a little fun. You, you missed, you missed out. It's yeah. a fun event, uh, Avance event, but uh, you needed it other things. Yeah. It's so, family yeah. obligations, but I did have some fun this weekend. You did? I managed to pick up some fun. <laughs> we, had, we had a deal. I mean, like, we, this is how it was supposed to. Okay. Yeah. I went shopping. <laughs> I, you weren't supposed to. <laughs> I know I was supposed to. I was trying to save you like $4,000, but okay. I went and got haunted monkeys. Yeah, great. <laughs> Two of them. Super. Great. And they offset the Raptor. I was Do like, they? what can I get all that is man that is motorcycle? Harley. Can you even see him in the back Ducati. of the Raptor? No, Honda Monkey, 125. <laughs> How do they ride? They're awesome. Okay. <laughs> They're so fun. Okay. What color did you get? I got a red one and a blue one. Okay. No ABS, intentionally. Um, Why no ABS? Uh, it allows for more storage room under the seat. And if you're going to do a long ride, because those only have a gallon tank, they get 100 miles to a tank. Okay. But I can fit a like a bottle of fuel underneath there really easily. Popular oh. model knows. You just want to put as much flammable liquid between your legs. That's right. great. Yeah. Yeah. If it leaks a little, no. Big deal. How could that go bad? Exactly. There's only spinning wheels down there. Okay. Well, yeah. cool. So you got one, and, and okay. Yeah. So yeah, we we got to the ultimate little run around motorcycle, and we're gonna do some Moab trips and a few other things where we can go. Have fun. I see. Did you get rid of your Super Seventy Three? I did. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah. Our listeners don't know that story. <laughs> so I sold my Super Seventy Three RX, which to the electric bike listeners, it's kind of like it looks like a. Kind of looks like a motorcycle, but it's a pedal it bike. Like a monkey, it's bigger than a monkey. I it's think. bigger than a monkey. Yeah, yeah it weighs yeah. about the same. And yeah. uh, the guy who picked it up. Now, this is not the first time that's happened to me. This is actually the third time this has happened to me, which makes it weirder. You attract these type of people. I, apparently, I, why, I do. Yeah. So yeah. I sold this thing in cash, and when I sell something in cash, I'm expecting for cash. I'm going to tell people how much I sold it for. I sold it for th- uh, thirty one hundred dollars. Yeah. And uh, he paid me in cash, which I was like, great. Cash is great. That's super easy. Some say it's king. Yeah, yeah. cash is king, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, not when it's in fives. Um, All? I, no, like there I, wasn't a single I had, thing. I had, had $1,100 in hundreds okay. and 2000 in fives. Fives. Was he alone when he yeah. bought it? Yeah, he seemed like a totally nice, so, normal guy. So the girl that earned the fives wasn't right, there. Wasn't there. Okay, okay, right, wasn't there. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah>. And <laughs> yeah. Right. And so yeah. it's... I don't he, know where he, the fives came from. But he I may checked. have been a pharmaceutical dealer. He might have been. Yeah. Yeah. Some things sell at $5. Those jobs are harder to get these days. So, <laughs> I'm yeah. laughing. Somebody must have driven by the bar because the phone's ringing. <laughs> but, um, are you open? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, but yeah, I got paid in fives, $2,000 in fives. And because I bank with a credit union that doesn't have tellers, mm-hmm. I had to deposit that via ATM. Okay. How long did that take? About a half hour. Wow. Yeah, two many, ATMs. I was going to say, how many yeah, ATMs? I filled yeah. one ATM. It wouldn't take any more, so I okay. had to pay the rest. And it's just one of those things like, so to back the story up, it gets weirder. So when I sold the Corvette, 
I got paid in cash there too. I remember that. But that was seventy thousand dollars in hundreds out of a duffel bag in the bank, mind you. So they checked every single one. Everything's fine. It was just like I jokingly was. He's like, "How do you want to get paid?" I was like, "Well, cashier's check, cash, you know, lol." Ha ha ha. Yeah. Yeah. Shows up with seventy thousand dollars in a duffel bag at the bank, and the bank is just going, "What in the heck?" Again, credit union. I had to deposit seventy thousand dollars into the ATM. How? Ooh. Yeah, that took an hour. I'm, okay. C60, C63 AMG? Yeah. That dude was definitely a Coke dealer. <laughs> pharmaceutical wrapped, sales. But yeah, yeah okay. pharma, he was a pharmaceutical sales rep. Yeah. He wrapped it around a tree like a week later. He paid me $20,000 in cash, uh, and I had more on top of that, but he put gave me a cashier's check and then $20,000 in cash. Oh, okay. I don't know why I track these people you, in my how life. How do you find these people? Like, I mean, Yeah, wow. I bought the monkeys in cash, but I was like hundreds, you know, like a normal person. <laughs> I mean, I, I sold the BMW with cash, but it was only like 3500 bucks. So it was like, it was in hundreds, but that was, um, yeah, <laughs> was I, I don't just... think I've ever had that um, interesting. But back to the Super 73. Yeah. $2,000 in fives. Yeah. And it was fine. He's been saving his money. Yeah. I, somebody's money. I don't know why people do that. It's weird. <laughs> like, I could see, okay, for some reason, and I know it's screwed up too, I could see ones. Like, I could see having ones, but fives is such a different it's an odd and most of them were new bills too it wasn't like, like they were just you like own a car wash bills. or I probably went through an entire bottle of hand sanitizer because oh, cash right Lord, now yeah. but i was just like this is so weird so fun yeah yes. good, good luck on that yeah wow so that's been that's been it <laughs> it's been a weird week it's been an exciting one i'm super excited to start modding the monkeys and anybody who knows me knows i will probably mod the monkeys more than the raptor i've already got olding suspension finish coming. the raptor then you can mod the monkeys i know didn't they come modded the monkeys? Yeah. No, no, no. They're bone stock, brand new. So somebody bought those and probably spent close to five grand a bike, if not more. Yeah, because when you had a tax license and everything on a four thousand dollar bike, you're into about five. One of them had setup. six miles on it. One had seven and one had three hundred and thirty, <laughs> but he bought it with two hundred seventy new. Okay. And so that doesn't sound new, just so we're clear. I know, right? It's like <laughs> they were demoing it or something. That's a lot of miles on a on a small motor. Funny cylinder warranty. Like oh, yeah, that's great. It's, yeah. Yeah. And so, okay. but yeah, he bought it for him. He bought, he's a Harley guy, actually, of all things, which was kind of surprising. But he bought one for him and <laughs> his wife. What's a bike I could put on the back of a Harley? I got an idea. <laughs> right? Like, you know, just bolt it to the side and make it a sidecar. <laughs> right. Turns out his wife didn't want to ride it at all. She's only 4'10", apparently. And even that was a big bike when you're 4'10". But uh, she just wasn't into it. So he put them up for sale and I picked up both. So. I'm just seeing like the 410 wife riding a monkey, and I can just hear the organ boss. Da, 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 da. Right? Yeah. And then there's us. Yeah. Uh, That's going to be interesting. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, but suspension, exhausts, LED parts, you know. I'm going to have to drive yours and see if that, I think, I think I need to figure that out because I'm going to see if I can ride one. Well, I already got the sprockets coming. Okay. So I, I, I'm going to go one down in the front because technically they're geared for mileage maximum in fourth gear. They won't do top speed in fourth gear no matter what. Okay. But with one sprocket down, one tooth down the front is basically three up in the rear, and that's changing your final drive ratio. So that'll actually use the power band through all the gears. So it's actually, it, I rode it bone stock today, and it was fine. I know the bike will carry me. Yeah. I want to see if I'm able to ride it. It'll be fine. Oh, good. Yeah, fine. I mean, I haven't been in the emergency room in like a month. Right. So <laughs> this could go good. It worst, could. Case scenario, it worst case scenario, we can ride it in the bar. <laughs> it would be the first time somebody probably rode through here. So, yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right. So for a quick Carter Subaru tip of the week, mm-hmm. funny thing about that. So uh, I found a new use today. I have soft shackles. Remember? 
I don't want to. Where's this going? Yeah, right. Oh. I know. <laughs> like, Not okay. at home. Oh, okay. But in I the was truck. Like, yeah. Okay. Oh, that's continue. <laughs> okay. Right. So I was. Uh, I had to tie this thing down to the back of the truck, but uh, oh, my the tie down. Okay. I had two of them back there, and the the tie down points in the Raptor are pretty far forward, and I have that rolling bed cover. Mm-hmm. Well, if you need a little, uh, you use soft shackles on a motorcycle so that you don't scratch the handlebars and things like that. And so I needed an extra set of soft shackles to reach into the bottom because the hooks on those I don't have enough room to put the hooks on. So the sh- soft shackles make an excellent extension. Um, they're the same, and I've seen this on videos before online. Of course, I, we haven't had to use it because we haven't needed a super long tow rope before. But soft shackles are excellent for combining two two ropes because you still have all that rigidity in them. I mean, the the weakest soft shackle I have is like thirty six thousand pounds. Oh, okay. Yeah, that'll be fine. Or thirty monkeys, apparently. Or thirty monkeys. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Or more than that. What, is, <laughs> like, what does one weigh? They're like two hundred and twenty pounds. That's terrible math, but whatever. Anyway. They came in really handy for as exactly for that, for not just uh, doing a quick connect, but extending a lead that I needed. Okay. So I put the soft shackle through the tie down, and then I used the soft shackle plus the tie down, and that gave me the leverage I needed to actually put those bikes in the thing. If it didn't have those, I would have been st- I would have been screwed, honestly. You probably look so manly driving that Raptor with the handlebars just above the bed. <laughs> Get your <laughs> motor running. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Well, I'm more mean, manly than riding a monkey, or one of those motorcycles, right? Yeah. So <laughs> pretty much, yeah. I heard a catch, but yeah, you know, so, yeah. <laughs> or so I've heard. Yeah. All right. Well, our guest this week is a big one. We've been wanting, uh, this has been a request on the show and I'm really excited to have you on the show. A couple of people. Um, well, to be fair, people said don't have you. And that was a yeah, different type that, of request. I would figure that out. Yeah. No, yeah. no, yeah. no. Yeah. So John Zubrick is actually, said, yeah, you should have Mike on. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Okay. What? John from Cats. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. 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 And so uh, I was like, that's a great idea. So, most of our listeners will know Mike, well, from Stance Works, probably. Stance Wars, yeah. Stance Wars, Stance Wars. yeah, or, not Works. Or, or uh, Sophisticated Euro, maybe, but could be a, lot of, a yeah. lot of the car shows that I put on here in the Northwest. Yeah, so Mike Tolliver is our guest this week. This is a fun one because we don't do a lot of stance. They, they, it's probably the most controversial car community out there, which is great because that makes our guest all the more interesting. I've been really excited to have you on the show because it's a hell of an industry. It's huge. Um, a ton of Japanese influence and then our own American South thrown into it. Like, I mean, how did you go from, I mean, you have a, a pretty technical background. You have a really interesting background. Let's put that out there right away. You have a very varied background. How did you get started with StanceWorks? Uh, Stance Stance Wars. Wars. Why yeah. do I keep saying that? Don't- that's okay because a lot of people started doing that, and and I have a story about Stance Works. Okay, that, that is how we kind of started too. Um, you know, I I came into cars um, through European stuff like Volkswagens. I'm a huge Volkswagen nut. Mm-hmm. Not so much the air cooled early stuff. The waterworks stuff. The the funny part of that is is that. You know, when I got into doing cars and car shows, I, I had some friends and I finally got some money. You know, I started working in IT. I started at this little thing. We were there the day they switched on this big button and it was this thing that no one had ever heard of, MSN.com. Oh, yeah. Nobody had ever heard of that. But, you know, we were there when they switched that, that little button quickly. thing over. Yeah. You know, yeah, that wasn't going to And last. then, like, a couple <laughs> months later, we did this Microsoft.com thing. You know, it was no big <laughs> Again, deal. But all these failed projects. I yeah, know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and uh, working like, uh, I don't know, 2,000 hours a week uh, during the dot-com boom, you kind of ended up with a little bit of cash. 
And so I kind of no started getting into it. Yeah. yeah, I kind of got into cars. And I had started getting into cars because I was a big car audio nut. Like, I worked at car toys and stuff like that. I'm that guy that had that car that you heard from a half a mile down the street cruising through Kirkland. Like, boom, 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 boom. We all you wanted know? it to be I, to I be was real. that guy for sure. You he know? listened to, Mo- uh, to, like, the Mozart, though. That's right, how, yeah. That threw people off. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah sure. <laughs> yeah. You know, sure. but... uh you know, I kind of came from that background and, and then I kind of got into stance, but you know, there are two sides of stance and, and you kind of mentioned half of it, which is the Japanese, but I really actually come from the other side. See, I think the Germans started stance. They ended so the, yeah, hella flush or flush treatment. <laughs> they, they weren't the hella flush guys. That was more the Japanese stuff. Okay. But, but I'm talking more about the early Volkswagens with like Mark one golfs. Mm-hmm. And then you got into the Passats and BMWs, you know, like an E36 or something like that with a, with a stacked offset or a staggered offset kind of thing. And that's kind of more my history with the stance scene. I remember versus the, the Japanese guys over here that are like, Oh yeah. And you know, they went from, you know, early Japanese cars, cam not Camrys, but, you know, A86s and that kind of stuff, and then kind of went up to the bigger stuff, and then now they've progressed to so far to the right or left, you would call it, you know, where they're doing 15 degrees of camber, and <laughs> yeah. you're like... What's the least amount of rubber uh, we can put on the road? <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's that side of it, you know, but I, I kind of lean more towards the the classy BMW, Mercedes, uh, you know, like a old Benz wagon sitting super low on coilovers, you know, with Lorenzers or something like that, yeah. right? I mean, that was kind of one of my first integrations. I told you I had this weird past, like going to a place called, if you, if you have some really old listeners, they might have went to this place in Bellevue called Pop Topics. I've heard <laughs> the Topics. name. Okay. And uh, you'd hang out with Ty. And <laughs> I remember hanging out with Ty one night in Pop Topics in Bellevue. And he's like, hey, you got to get out of here. You got you to get out of here. We got somebody coming. I'm like, well, what do you mean? My girlfriend's like, what? We what have is, to leave? What, what is Pop Topic? It was a customization place. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was, right? I was, it was a customization place in Bellevue. Oh, okay, right? Okay, it was okay. right by... Yeah. Uh, I did not You had that. Evolution and Everett. You had TSR and okay. Linwood, I think. And then... Yeah, there was a, a couple a of, of different places over, around. Yeah. But uh, five seconds later... Uh, Anthony walks in. Oh, okay. yeah. Sir mix sure. a lot, right? Yeah. And my, my girlfriend, now my wife, is like, who the hell's that guy, right? And he's picking up his 500 Benzo, right? Yeah. And so, you know, we're peeking in the garage, like, oh, what's going on here? Like, you know, so I have this background of European-type cars, and that's where, that's where I really come from. doesn't mean that I don't love Japanese. In fact, I'm the kind of weird car enthusiast that loves everything. You oh, know? I've had them all. Yeah, I, I can all. geek out yeah. on a Model A and, or a Duesenberg or a you know 67 Chevelle or you know something like that but i you know my luck is that stance really hit the hit, the hit it out of the park yeah. for me yeah. yeah in a car show in a car show yeah so know. before all this i mean where where do you where are your people from where are you from here originally or you know so i, I would say i'm a midwest kind of kid okay uh, my dad was an electrician and a welder and so i grew up traveling all over america yeah. working on powerhouses Cool. Oh. So I actually came out here in like second grade and we came out like three times during the summer because my dad would come out here. He worked at Boeing and Everett. He worked in Boeing and, and Renton. I remember spending a summer in downtown Renton in some flea bag hotel. <laughs> that sounds my dad. fun. Because <laughs> my dad got a, like a six week or eight work week job at Boeing and Renton, right? Yeah. Um, we lived in, in uh, Sm- Smoky Point. Yeah, Arlington. One summer. I'm from Arlington. Uh, so yeah, you know. know the Whoops Project, you know, a lot of guys do car drives out to the yeah. To the old defunct nuclear thing. We oh, were yeah, down yeah, there yeah. for like two years. Yeah. You know, so I kind of moved all over. We moved to California, Nevada, uh, 
built Epcot Center, Texas, Waco, uh, built a Saturn plant, the first Saturn plant in, uh, in America, in Chicago, uh, you know, so all over. Wow. So I kind of moved all over, but we came out here. My sister got married. I don't remember what year that was. We came out here, and I ended up back out here in, like, eighth grade. So that would be, like, uh, 88, 87 okay. Okay. or something like that. Were cars a big part of your upbringing? Like, were you a kid that loved cars? So my dad's family is 11 brothers and sisters, and oh. there's five brothers. And so cars got passed down. Yeah. And they lived in a little town called Woodbine, uh, Woodbine Iowa or Nebraska. I can't remember. And so the cars would get passed down. In fact, my dad started working at the Oldsmobile dealership in town, which is one of these little weird towns with like 800 people or something like that, right? It's the one car dealership right, in the yeah. entire town. My dad worked there when he was like 14. And they'd buy junkers on the weekends. They'd drag race them out on the highway. They'd roll them. They'd send them back <laughs> to the junkyard. They'd get a new car. They'd just kind of go through this whole whole thing. And fun. my dad is second oldest, so cars would just get kind of passed down. So he, was, he wasn't driving the worst ones, but, you know. Yeah, <laughs> my dad's got a really cool, I mean, we have we built an album for him about 10 years ago of, like, all the cars that we could find pictures of that he had from trucks and all kinds of stuff. Like, he got, he, they bought a 60, no, they bought a 71 Beetle or something like that, brand new. And I'm like, what happened to that? Well, it was cold and snowy, and first winter, that thing was a piece of shit, you know. Like, <laughs> It was too cold. We couldn't have that in Nebraska. Like, yeah. you know, we had to freeze to death in that yeah. car. Yeah. Real easy. But like all these Roadrunners and Chevelles and those are cool. You know, yeah. five window Chevy pickups and oh, forty two Fords and you know all these crazy stuff. You know, that that was all through the family. Yeah, kind of neat. Really cool. Yeah, those really cool. early five fifty early fifties five windows are some of my favorite old trucks. Anyway, yeah. Let's take our first break. We come back. We're gonna talk more about uh, how you made the shift through your many careers in your life. We'll be right back. We spend an average of 8 hours and 41 minutes a day facing screens. Laptops, smartphones, tablets, even digital refrigerators. But what are we really connected to? Isn't it time you connected to something greater? Sometimes the best way to connect is to disconnect. This moment of escape was created by Haggerty. For people who love cars. And we're back. Okay. So I want to kind of get this out of the way because I think it, it, it helps. What's your definition of stanced? Ooh. Ooh. Because, I mean. Good you one. Know, we, we, Dan and I, even when we started the show, we, there's, we, there's been a joke going up amongst us for a long time as far as the, the ones that, you know, they're so cambered and they're, they're running. On, they're, they've got tires that are stretched on rims they shouldn't have. And, and I'm going, you're ruining a beautiful car even, you know. And so what's your definition of somebody that comes from that market? And, you know, because obviously there's a lot of people that judge that. Sure. Everybody judges all sure. genres of that, but which is a very interesting part of stance wars and yeah. judging. <laughs> yeah. So my personal definition is a really well put together car, mm-hmm. right? It needs to be uh, in German stance. Kind of, it would be what they would call cleaned. Yes. Which means it's a very clean looking car. Everything is all connected, and the theme goes well. I like a painted down car. So uh, a good example of that is lots like, of air quotes happening here, people. Lots of air quotes. <laughs> lots of that would be, you know, everything on the car is painted to match. There are no black trims, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. around windows, that kind of stuff. No plastic. Even your plastic grill that you get with your car that's brand new factory black, I would paint that on my car, the factory color. Okay. Right? There is no extra parts that are not that way. And then I'm going to want some kind of fitment where I got maybe less than a pinky to fit between my tire and my fender 
depending on what I'm kind of running for suspension now. I might run static suspension with coilovers. Then I might want a finger width in there. If I'm running air suspension, which is pretty much, I run, <laughs> I run in air suspension for the last probably five years on all my cars. Mm-hmm. Um, so then it doesn't really matter. You know, it really, it really, it I, really. I love the look of, a, a, a look of a good, clean, lowered car. But, and Especially I with air. Back to the other, the, 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 the outcasts of what I call the stance world. I, I look at some of those cars and I go, it's not fun to me to look at because it's not drivable. So many times you see these guys that are trying to get into a parking lot and they take off a bumper that they've spent <laughs> sure. thousands of hours, you know, and, you know, on, on these rocket money kits. And they're, they're really beautiful cars when they're sitting there. So a good way to think about that is, I'm not sure what era you guys, I think we're all we're about, 40s. we're about in yeah. the same age, yeah. right? You know, back when we were in high school, those guys that would wear like, uh, Big boots and, and black clothes, you know, they were kind of the outcast. They're yeah. called goth. Uh, uh, yes, yeah. goth, right? <laughs> yeah. Or back cavers or, yeah. you know, whatever. Um, you know, I consider those kids in the stance world that. They just want to be so individual that they want to have that, right? Sure. There, I know guys that are really seriously running 17 degrees of camber. Cool. They burn through tires. It's, it's crazy, but they love the heat. It, yeah. it has nothing to do with anything else. They just love that people hate them. I respect they the hate. Absol- they absolutely love that. It's just, I look at it and I go, how can you drive that? Like, I, I, I watch them go down the street. Their teeth are chattering out. They're, they're on, they're on, they're on yeah. one-eighth 12, of their thousand, t- yeah. 12,000 round coils. And, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've, yeah. Seen, I've seen them blow out the, when they, uh, when they blow out. Yeah, tire or yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're running so, much, that they're running so much poke that yeah. they're, they're yeah. debeating something. Yeah. If you're going to put that much time and effort into a car, buy tires that fit your rims. I understand <laughs> the stretching thing is dangerous for the rest of us. <laughs> you know, stretching really started when we really wanted to fit an oversized wheel into a car that had nothing to do with it. A good example is I had a brand new Audi TT 225 Uh Roadster Coupe, right? And I put on 997 hollow spokes. I was just going to say Porsche wheels. Okay. So they're 19, they're 19 by 11 in their rear. Nowhere near they're going to realistically fit. Right. So we shaved the back pad of the wheel. Mm -hmm. We shaved our actual hub. Yep. Right. We took 10 mils out there. We had to notch the control arm. And then you put on, you know, two size smaller tire because then the tire would sit inside the actual fender. Now the wheels hanging out, yep. right? The actual lip of the wheels hanging out, but you know, the rubber is inside and you used to get, used to get uh, pulled over all the time. If your tread hung outside your fender. Yeah. Oh, right? okay. a guy had yeah. a Raptor, right? Yeah. <laughs> That stuff flies all day now, but you know, in <laughs> in <laughs> the mid, funny. mid, you know, uh, mid two thousands, that's not uh, that's not how that worked out, right? I mean, I, I would get pulled over on the daily for having you know a, a little bit of tread. Just yeah, I remember that back in the day. And yeah. You're right; nobody cares about it now. Now, yeah, cheap, <laughs> no fenders, flying down a big the freeway, truck throwing crap down the yeah. Well, even then, it doesn't even doesn't seem to matter anyway. So, my so my so my my big my big point, you know, is probably, you know, a really, really super clean car mm-hmm. that anybody, you know, somebody in their seventies to somebody in their twenties would be like, damn, yeah, that's pr- that's the car. Like that's it. Like they appreciate the quality and the effort. Right. It's not just there because it shows because I, they did it for show, but they didn't cut any corners when they were doing it. Right. Yeah. I, I was gonna pull up a photo and try to flash it to you guys. I used to have an A eight Audi. Oh yeah. D three uh, it was Rotoform SEMA car. Okay, yeah, yeah, uh, I've seen that know, car. about eight eight years ago. It was flat black. I took it to I took it to Exotics a yeah, few times. Yeah, I know, your, I know, know the car. Yeah, bagged, beautiful, and that's like for me, that's the epitome of of just the perfect stanced out car. 
Now, you know, my car show features everything from extreme wild camber yeah. to cars that are, you know, eighth of an inch off the ground, right? Uh, I mean, <laughs> but that's the nature of the car show because, you know, you have so many people that want to see yeah. so many extremes. You know, extreme oh, I get it. Like, it's going to get response. And that's the interesting thing about it. Like, there's, it's funny because in my mind, when I think of the stanced, I think of the, the 17 degrees of camber. Like, and the cars you're talking about, I've never thought of them as stanced. Through your definition, absolutely. I just think of them as really nice fit. It's a really <laughs> fit, the fitment is incredible. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the, yeah. The, for me, on par fitment is, yeah, is really the key. The problem is that you know there's a a segment of the kids that come to my events that are you know, they've got a you know a gray hood and carbon fenders and they're running <laughs> 17 degrees of camber and their rear you know their rear bumpers hanging off and they're like, why can't I get in your car show? Well, nobody wants to look at your car, man. I don't yeah, know, I don't know how to tell you. Patrol does, and they're waiting for yeah. you as soon as you yeah. leave. Nobody wants. To, I should say that again. Bait. Nobody wants to pay twenty dollars to see your, your car. car, right? Right. They, they want to pay twenty dollars to see the guy who put the crazy RB twenty six in an FRS. That's yeah, that's you cool. know, that's now flaming purple with a red bay in it. You know, yeah. it's on air ride, right? That's yeah. that's what they want to see. That's fair, right? All right, I just want to get that out of the way. <laughs> All right. So besides Stance Wars, what else are you running? Because you this is a, this is your full time thing, really. I mean, yeah, you, I'm a full time car sh- car show promoter. Yeah. I put on my own shows. Uh, I consult with other people as well. Uh, it started way back in the way. I had a Volkswagen that I had spent way yeah. too much money, and I had like fifty grand into a '97 Jetta. Oh, right? oh dang! Okay. Right. I bought the car. So that's a three. Yeah. Yeah. Mark three. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I bought every European part you could possibly get for it. I had like five sets of wheels, I had four buckets in it, a TV. This is in like '99. I had a 20 inch TV and a Mario, and you know, uh, yeah, Nintendo that was in big. There. I mean, oh in the yeah, day, yeah. Oh, yeah. that yeah. was like big money. Like, yeah. I went to Systems Unlimited, right? I think I spent like, yeah, they saw you shy, coming. I don't, yeah. yeah, like eight grand or something. Oh, you know, geez. I mean, just yeah. like. To put in an amazing sound system. So I started going to a lot of car shows, and most of them were all Volkswagen shows. Mm-hmm. And in fact, about that time, I was doing about maybe 10 or 12 Volkswagen shows between California and here in Canada. And that's kind of got me into doing car shows. And I wanted to understand why I was winning or why I wasn't winning. And so I kind of went to some of the guys that were running the big car shows around here in the Volkswagen groups and got into a couple clubs. And, and they taught me how to judge cars. In fact, I have to, I have to say one of my friends, Fish, uh, got me to understand how, not necessarily how car shows work, but how to judge a car. Mm-hmm. And he took me under his wing, and, and I was judging these cars that are like oval window uh, bugs and 23 window buses. And these are cars that guys have dropped 50 grand and they're immaculately perfect. And he's like, how do you tell Mike, you know, he's like, which one wins? They're identical. They're just different colors. Which one wins, Mike? You know, yes. so he'd like take me through and he's like, you know, using a Q-tip on things and like, see this, see this car's dirty. Well, see this one's clean. You know, you know, looking at, yeah. looking at all these different things and like, is this done right? Is this built right? Is this, is this jerry-rigged? Is like, this a real 23 out, window? Yeah, let's lay, well, yeah. at that time they weren't faking them. I mean, yeah. this is, you know, this is back before 2000, yeah. but you know, I mean, so I kind of got into that and next thing you knew, I was helping out the local Volkswagen club run their car show. You know, uh, Northwest Volkswagens had, uh, Northwest Volkswagen Club had uh, Puyallup Fairgrounds, and they had put on a car show there for 30 years. And the last three years, I produced that car show. And it was great. I mean, it was very interesting. I mean, it was fairly large. I'd probably say 5,000 people, a couple hundred cars, several hundred vendors, you know. And so I kind of got into the feel of, like, how to do all that. And then I had children. And I was doing a lot more in IT at that point. 
and uh, I kind of backed away from the car culture for a little bit, and then I came back, and I was like, what happened to the car show? Oh, well, we couldn't afford to stay down there anymore, and without you running it, like, we you know, all you. of us are in our 60s. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, all the club guys are, like, in their 60s. Yeah. Now they're in their 70s and 80s, yeah. you know, and it was like, well, we can't do it anymore, and I'm like, well, no, that doesn't sound right, and then they, we, they didn't have it for a couple of years, and so then I went to the a club meeting one night and said, hey, well, can I just bring back the car show? Can can I do it? And they're like, well, I don't know why you couldn't. And can I can I buy it from you guys? Yeah, like, I want to run it. So sure. I want to run it. Can as you me? prove to us that you can do it? <laughs> yeah. Well, the next thing you know, I had rented out this weird place that had never opened before, called Dirtfish. <laughs> never heard of it. And I put on the first car show they ever had there, and we rented it. And I can't remember what year it was. It's about eleven years ago now. Yeah. And we rented out that big building. And we stuffed it full of Volkswagens. In fact, we set up the night before, and we were up there, and this is in early April, and it snowed. And I had borrowed every cent to put on this car show. I, oh. I DJed a wedding to get the insurance money. I maxed out my credit card to buy T-shirts and hoodies. I had to rent generators and lights and all kinds of stuff for that building. And I, I can't remember. I cashed in some stock to, to uh, buy insurance, and then... It started snowing, and I'm like, oh, my God, we just no. lost all that money. No one's going to show up in the morning. We showed up the next morning at 530, and there was a line all the way down past uh, Snoqualmie Hotel, the, the Falls Hotel. It was <laughs> absolutely – there's 1,000 wow. thousand people. That's well, awesome. That's a yeah. strong culture here. I mean, I mean, I've gone to a couple of the Volkswagen shows with, with Boreog and his, his – with Stella Stella and Alice yeah. and all that. And watching that judging, like, I mean, you know, Dan and I have done, oh. have, have worked at Concorso for a long time and, and talked to the judges there for Ferraris, but I think, I think the Volkswagen judging is some of the most, yeah, <laughs> that's no kidding. Like, like you were talking about it and, and I watched some of them go through these things and I'm going, it's insane. Well, and the culture was so big and then it got to be so, you know, we had this thing and I owned a car show called Northwest Spring Mate. It's Pacific Northwest Spring Mate. Yeah, yeah. That's the, probably the first car show I owned. Um, <clears throat> and it got to be so big so fast. We couldn't judge it. I mean, we just didn't have enough people. I mean, when you had a couple thousand people and two or three hundred cars, you know, let's say you spent three minutes on a car, which is not enough time. How long does that take? Yeah. I mean, that's a lot. And then yeah. I kind of went through all these iterations with judging, and I helped. Uh, I had a friend who had Waterworks. Yeah. And uh, help, helped do all Matt? these. Uh, no, um, that's Dave. Dave Meister. Dave Meister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Meister Waterworks. <laughs> and so we helped. Yeah, we helped like figure out some things around that, and it was like. Well, to get rid of consistencies, I'm, a, I'm kind of an analytics kind of guy. I'm like, well, you can't use 10 judges to decide who's the best. You need to use five, but those five need to see every single car. And eventually, I got them to finally do what I wanted to do, which was like a concourse kind of style judging. The judges stay put. The cars come to you. You don't, yeah. come, you don't bring up your car. You don't get judged. That's all there is to it. And then we just ran them like an assembly line. Boom, 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 boom. Makes sense. And we ran like 230 cars one day. And he's like, damn, that works. I'm like, yeah. Nice. Now you got five judges that judged every single car. One guy just did interior on every car. So he could tell you immediately, best interior goes to this guy. Hmm. Right? I mean, so it's, it really kind of worked out. It's tough. Like I said, Dan and I, through concourse and stuff, it was always like the Ferrari club would do the judging, the Lamborghini club, and then, which caused a, a whole stir <laughs> oh. of people, you know, because yeah. judging a car show so is much a horrendously bad idea, no well, matter the, what. The Italian <laughs> tend to just vote their friends in but yeah there's a, there's <laughs> um, a lot of that yeah exactly yeah. and there's Didn't a lot you of guys win two like, years ago and he won last year wait a minute yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah like stance wars i don't even judge it i i help you know it's kind of a weird it's kind of a weird car show no matter how many cars apply we only allow 100 cars yeah 
so we really kind of scan the cars that are coming in, and I'm one of the guys that scans them, and then all the other judges kind of give me their input, and everybody does this blind vote thing, and uh, it's worked out for us for a couple of years. There's still a lot of weird controversy around it, like, well, that's any well why does my car not get in? Well, let's see, we had 25 FRSs come in, and your car only has two criteria, and these other guys have seven. Yeah, so we understand. Uh, we understand. Nobody, nobody we, wants to see all those. We used to do the criteria in the morning for exotics, so I understand that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It gets to be. How come that E thirty six is in here? Because that one has never seen rain. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> off the interior. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, we can eat off the but tires. But your black fender, <laughs> yeah, is super nice. Yeah. <laughs> get me started on that. <laughs> we'll start saying names. And so yeah. then, so yeah. then I kind of got into this other th- other car show I have is called Old School Reunion. A few people have been out to that. Uh, it's in Bonnie, Bonnie Lake Bonnie now. Lake, yeah, yeah. We used to have it up in Bothell. And that was kind of like my favorite thing is it started out with the old Mark One, Mark Two guys from Volkswagens. Mm-hmm. But the same day was the guys that had the Datsun show. And so we'd, we'd have our little picnic and then it'd be like, okay, let's race over to the Datsun show so we could see the 510s. Right? And then so <laughs> then I asked this question. I'm like, well, why don't the 510 guys just come to our car show? And they're like, that'll never. Volkswagens and Datsuns? That'll never happen. I'm you like, should see the Datsun guys get along with the Nissan guys. That's even trouble. <laughs> <laughs> so, so then we started like, okay, well, look, why don't we just invite? Why don't we invite them? And then we had it at uh, Lakes, not Lakes and Mammoth State Park, the other one at the other end, uh, down in Redmond. Oh, uh, Marymore. 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 We yeah. had it at Marymore, and we invited all of them. And I think like that's an just evil. Six showed up, and a BMW sh- 2002 showed mm-hmm. up, and I think we had a couple Datsun 510s, and that kind of started that whole that whole thing. And then now it's. Now it's huge. I don't even yeah. know. Four now I know how cars. he funnels people out of his car show because you know how many speed bumps there are to get into Marymore. <laughs> oh. <laughs> we only had one car nice show. Nice job. There. We only had one car show there once. In fact, we worked our ass off. We rented the whole place. It was super difficult to work with the uh, state and how to do everything we needed to do. They had all these crazy fees on it, and we got we got back home. We put everything away. And it was super hot. We all got in the hell. We got sunburned to hell, and and I uh, went down. My wife said, "Hey." Let me tell you, it took me outside and told me something really fast. I ran out of QFC, which is a block from my house. I came back with a box of Dilly Bars. And all my friends are in there. They're like, how'd we do today? And I handed out Dilly Bars. <laughs> I'm like, but you got paid. We made nine bucks. Everybody got a Dilly Bar. Woo! Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, serious? And I'm like, well, you got free lunch. You got a free T-shirt. Yeah. You got a Dilly Bar. <laughs> like, hey. You know. So pre-COVID in the year we had, Nineteen, Which, yeah, nineteen in two thousand nineteen. Nineteen nineteen. What are your shows right now that, so, that you run and own? So Northwest Spring Meet, right? Yeah. Pacific Northwest Spring Meet, and then I have a sister show for that, which is called Summer Jam. We did it uh, LeMay. Oh yeah, um, yeah. <coughs> old school reunion. We do it in uh, Bonnie Lake. <coughs> Sophisticated Euro, which we've done in Auburn at a wedding place. Next year it's supposed to be in LeMay, but we'll see. We might move to somewhere else. We might move to Leavenworth, um, and then Stance Wars. Now, Stance Wars has Seattle. We've done um, Vegas for five, six years. We did L.A. last year, or the nine, in 19. Or yes. Mm-hmm. We did L.A. Uh, we've done it in Houston. We've done it in New Jersey. Um, so, But the big show is Stance Wars, yeah. right? And then we've added shows here and there. Like this year, we're adding Right Hand Drive Fest. Oh, cool. To be the day after Stance Wars. Yeah. I just know so many people with right-hand drives. Not, yeah, not Japanese, but like guys with Land Rovers and like... You know, K cars and you know weird options, yeah, or yeah, Nissans yeah, or so, yeah, we've, we're seeing so much, more and more of them all the time. Yeah, yeah. ton, ton, uh, or Camrys or Presidentes or yeah. Um, uh, I started an electric car show this year. 
Oh, cool. It's called the Electrifying Car Show. Uh, I don't have a location for it because I was trying to figure out how to get enough chargers to make <laughs> the whole thing work, right? <laughs> it's going to be at the Tesla dealership. No reason. Yeah, uh, airport, uh, the I airport. Don't th- <laughs> I don't think it'll be there, but we'll yeah. figure we'll figure out some kind of location that has enough, you know, uh, you know that. And I and I, you know, obviously I'm in my 40s, so all my friends now are kind of getting out of cars. If they don't have a Porsche, they're buying something to Overland with, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So <laughs> I started Northwest Trucks this year in Overland. <laughs> That's me to a T. Right. Yep. <laughs> so uh, I, I I'd like to do a truck show. You know, this year I wanted to do it last year. It just didn't timing didn't work out. I was trying to yeah. rent um, the fairgrounds out there in Enumclaw, and I just couldn't get a date that would work. That's the problem. I'm putting on so many car shows that I have all these dates that I have to hit, and then I have all these partners like uh, drifting. You know, uh, driftcon uh, before and after dark. That's Matt. He's a good friend of mine. Um, he rents all of my equipment because I own a semi trucks worth of equipment for putting on car shows now because when you're going to put on a car show in new jersey you need an 18 wheeler full of equipment to go do it right we understand that yes so (laughs) trust me (laughs) so now it's kind of getting it's really hard to figure out dates because there's so many so many car shows dates that that work for the show may not work for you right right exactly uh ifo import face-off which is a drag race car show my good friend cliff runs that he runs 40 shows a year 40 45 a year can you imagine that no. 45 no. car shows in a year. That's like, insane. Ar- around the country? or Around he- around the country. Okay, I was going, yeah. like, there's not enough week. There's he does it with five weeks. staff. Can you believe that? That's insane. Yeah. I was going to ask you how you even do that. There's a, there's a lot of people like run a car <laughs> show, and they like they have a, they run the website. They shoot off a random blog post now and then, but then the people on the ground do the actual work, and they don't do How do you run all of it all at once? Like That is a massive undertaking uh, to actually show up, because I've seen you at all your events. At a normal year, I have lots of uh, lots of staff. I would I don't really call them staff. They're really my family. You know, yeah. I mean, people that will work for Dilly Bars. Yeah, no, yeah. no, no. These, <laughs> these guys have these guys have yeah. progressed with me. And you know, when I was working car shows with other people, here here's a really interesting fact: how I got my first car show when I was working with the Northwest V Dub Club. It was in Puyallup, and I was living in Bothell at the data center, right? And so, like, for me to go to Puyallup, and they're like, okay, we're going to let cars in till 6, and then you guys are going to go home. we got to be back here at 5 a.m. I'm like, guys, I need a hotel room. And they're like, well, no other club members get a hotel room. I'm like, I'm running the show. Like, I'm the guy producing this, and you guys can't get – I mean, I can't drive an hour and a half home and then be back by 5 a.m. And I had little kids at the time, and, like, you know, it was like every cent we had, (laughs) you know, was gone. There was no money at that point. But – they're like, no, we can't do that. And that was one of the things that really was like, when I get a car show, I will take care of that kind of thing. Like, that's just, you know, stupid. And so even though my guys don't necessarily get paid a fortune, although they, they, get, they get taken care of pretty well, Good. <laughs> when we go out of town and we do events, there isn't scrimping. Like, you know, these guys are giving up their vacation time because they all work full-time jobs. And so they're like, yeah, we're going to L.A. for a week. Mm-hmm. Well, that means I'm putting them up for a week. And then I usually try and fit some bills around a, a dinner or something, you know, once a day. Or, you know, I took them to Disneyland. Not Disneyland. We went to, what's the other one? Knott's Bay Farm? No. Universal. Universal. Yeah. They all voted to go to Universal. Yeah, that's so we went too. to Universal. You know what it's like to take 12 people to oh, Universal? God. Yeah. Right? Herding cats. Yeah. It, well, <laughs> yeah. Like, what, 25 bucks a meal <laughs> if you're <Yeah>. lucky. <laughs> yeah. The one year, uh, that was all the money we made was just taking them basically to a car show. Our, you know, Universal, I mean, that, yeah. That's, that's what it was. But that's okay. But, you know, I also worked for some other car shows. And I remember being, like, out of town. And we're literally sleeping 10 people to a conference room. Yeah. Right? And it's like, 
well, this is all we can afford to do. So, like, at least you got a room over your head, like, blah, blah, blah. And so, like, you know, my guys every now and then will, will say something. And I'm like, listen, you guys got a week in Vegas, your own room. Yeah. Like, you know, and I flew you down here and I'm flying you home. Yeah, people don't uh, see. You know, hey, that's, those bills are insane. When yeah. your bill, hotel bill is, like, five grand for a week for your staff, you're like, five grand, that's a lot of money. Yeah, people don't see the part of it where Nick and I are sleeping on a couch, snoring each other to death in the same room, and every, there's like 12 people in the same house. It's yeah. four bedrooms, and yeah. every sharing one you bathroom. You get an Airbnb. And yeah, yeah, exactly, oh, yeah. yeah. Yep, yeah, that's, that's yeah. Right for right us that's, and Scottsdale yeah. most of the time. Yeah, and, and we're thankful for it. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Like, we're just happy to be able to do it. So like We're fed well, well people, Yes, we're know, fed people, really well. People need to be taken care of, and so I've really, really tried to – really spread that out and really take care of those people but like two of my guys actually got to go to europe with me for a week all expenses nice. paid nice That's that awesome. was their bonus for the year but you're you're in there you're you're working it you're you're on oh. the ground and there's like i said a lot of shows you sit there and it goes some corporation or some guy owns it and then the people like damn saying the people on the ground are the ones doing everything and the guy up top gets all the credit kind of thing uh you know i think doesn't the people who own uh, pebble beach live in mercer island yeah, 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 right. Yeah. You know, so in that but kind of space, but they're yeah. down there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. You so know, they're on the ground it, though. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, they're not the silent people in the background. Like we actually see most of them down there too. Yeah. I guess, but yeah, I just I, I see you at every event that yeah. I've been that you and I'm just like, man, how do you I how do you sleep? I start my morning. You know, right now it's kind of bad, but you know, normally I start yeah. my morning at like seven, and <laughs> I sit at my computer, and I'm usually there till five or six every single night. I'm posting content, or I'm a content entertainment person. Mm -hmm. You could say. I load roughly 100 to 125 images across multiple platforms every day of the year, and I have for 10 years. I think that's, that's what people don't understand. of thousands of images. Yeah. In order to keep people attracted, especially in today's yeah. day and age, you constantly got to hit them with yeah. content. So Stance Wars on Facebook last month, we... We do average about a million views. I was going to say, oh, I, nobody's got more content out. And merchandising, which I want to talk about next, is like you have, there is no show I've ever been to, and I've been to SEMA, I've been to the big freaking shows. SEMA's pretty good about merchandising. Yeah, but not like Stance, uh, Stance Wars. I've seen more Stance Wars merchandise than I have ever for anything else. Nothing comes close. I mean, air fresheners, stickers, magnets, T-shirts, flip-flops I think I've seen even in van shoes I've seen hats ev posters everything he'll put his name on anything <laughs> well no that's not true uh, you know it's just kind of one of those things is like um, guys started putting on car shows and that's great and there's nothing wrong there's a zillion car shows you yeah. know the one thing we don't put on is a hot rod show which is kind of hilarious because that's the that's, first thing you yeah. say oh yeah. I put on car shows they're like oh what kind of hot rods do you put on yeah. right that, you work with good guys yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know but um I, I run it as a business, and I mm -hmm. do have a business entrepreneurial mind, and, you know, it has to make money. I do survive. I do have a family with two kids. I do pay. Uh, I do have paid employees. Uh, this year, I had to lay off two full-time employees, right? Yeah. Uh, they're college kids, but they got paid pretty well to do some stuff. I mean, you'd be surprised. Yeah, they work for it, but right. yeah. Right, and then all my guys at every single event get paid for every event, you know, that I can do. All my core guys, you know, there's volunteers for sure, but I still take care of all those people. But, you know, there is money in this whole thing and we have monetized it i'm not going to lie that i haven't you have to that's how right? you make a good show <laughs> now no if i that. wanted to make a lot of money i would have stayed at microsoft i was making six figures when i left i could probably go back i'm not stupid right? yeah i mean it's definitely definitely there i have a lot more fun doing this and if i'm going to die of a heart attack i'm going to be having fun doing it instead <laughs> of sitting in a cubicle making sure some you know data centers online and 
God knows where, right? <laughs> but, I have no idea what that's yeah. like. What are you talking but, about? But, you know, <laughs> one of the aspects, you know, I, I started looking at it with mentors about, you know, concerts and that kind of thing. They're like, well, your car show is no different than a concert, so you need to have merchandising around it. You know, like, okay, well, it's cool. Yeah, we'll make some shirts. And they're like, no, what you, you have to think of it. everything that your demographic from 16 to 24 is into. What do they buy on an average day in a week, in a month? And you need to sell that product. T-shirts, vape juice. Uh, oh, we <laughs> almost did vape juice. Was I was so going to ask you about that. <laughs> it was so well, close. The, the running joke is that the, at a drift show, you have the tire <laughs> smoke and the vape smoke, and yeah. it's hard to tell them apart sometimes. Guys. Yeah, oh, the Subi guys. We came so close to branded vape juice. Yeah, no <laughs> it would be. Well, no, but I think, like, and I've run into this with, with some of the shows we've done, especially with Concorso, people will be like, I can't believe the ticket is, is $150. And, you know, it's like they don't realize that, Whoever is putting on the show, you have to, you have to rent golf courses. You have to rent oh, spaces, yeah. and 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 there's all these hoops. You have to have insurance. Perance, That's one thing. Insurance is insane. Yeah, yeah. it's like it's like why I is this shirt that so no expensive? No one has a problem or an accident at one of your shows. Yeah, <laughs> why is this shirt so expensive? Well, I had to create it. I had to get it here. I had to pay somebody to yeah. sell it, and I have to pay sales tax and all. It's yep. people Business don't realize. Tax, yeah, yeah, it's all oh, that crap. Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah. So it, it it really does add up, and so I just have gotten really good at doing that, and and I've kind of outflanked some of my competitors by doing that like oh hey yeah you had a car show and you came to town you came to my town you thought you were cool and you made money i made more money at my merchandise stand than you made at your car show yeah <laughs> you know <laughs> good luck yeah. yeah i'm laughing about it but sure okay you just go ahead you know i don't want to sound like a giant money grubbing guy but i do no. provide my family off of this i don't have ferraris yeah. I don't have a Lambo. i just sold my porsche so i could pay my mortgage for the next 4 or 5 months <laughs> so i mean like but i you know we do okay on a normal Normal year, but it's fulfilled some fantasies. I mean, my dad used to have a used to drive a semi truck when I was a little kid, like four and five. I own a semi truck. In fact, I own two now. That's pretty yeah. cool, right? That Maybe. is really cool, actually. So, well, it's a business, man. There's no no shame in success. You gotta I, have that. You and know, you I worked for it. That's for sure. I looked at the guys like Hot Import Nights, right? And that's a yeah. national. Everybody knows that name, right? You looked at these guys and you're like, how are they? You know, how are they using their money? How are they spending their money? How are they doing this? And you know, I look at like things like Vegas. Like, how come I don't own a condo in Vegas? I've been there five years. I go there nine times a year on average, so that's nine weeks. Why don't I own a condo in Vegas and just pay for it for the time that I'm there and then Airbnb it the rest of the time? Yeah. Like, this is something as a business. You really kind of got to start to think like, hey, this write-offs. This makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah write-offs, but also just smart investing. I mean. Right, right. Like, here's a prime example is like, you know, Northwest V-Dub Club that I told you. The club's been around 30 years. We used to meet at the Renton uh, Community Center. Mm -hmm. They were talking about it one one year and like, they're like, you know, the house across the street, we could have bought that house for 20 grand. We could have had our, you know, that could have been a clubhouse for the, for the whole thing. You know, here's a club 30 years later. Like, they would have totally paid yep. for that entire house. David kept going to right? a bar, so he bought one. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> hey, nothing wrong with that. Yeah, that's why he bought one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, we've gotten. Pay your tab or buy the bar. <laughs> we, we've, we've gotten into merchandising. In fact, now I brought you one, but we didn't talk about it before. I, uh, we just started doing an online subscription. Um, because people were asking for it. Oh, like subscription boxes? Kind yeah, of? like oh, a subscription cool. box, right? Yeah. Now, the funny thing is, is that I'm in my 40s, so I think it's got to be this way versus, you know, some kid who's 16. <laughs> you know, yeah. I, had a, I had a kid, and he's like, oh, well, I thought there'd be more stickers in it. I'm like, I don't know. I kind of thought the tools would be way cooler than the stickers. Because, right. like, I think you should have tools, and a lot of guys don't have tools. So, like, putting in tools in every single box. And then Griot's is a big sponsor. Yeah. And then you get some cool T-shirts and you get some stickers. like All hey. quality stuff. And yeah. Yeah. Last month, for like Christmas, <laughs> last month for Christmas, we gave away like a 30, 
$35 carbon fiber aluminum wallet. Oh, okay. yeah, from carbon fibers? or No, I was going to do them, but I ended up going with a little different brand because yeah. I wanted a little Sorry. different style. But that, that's okay. They were great guys, too. Yeah. Um, and I have one of their wallets. But, you know, for a $40 box... And you're getting that. Yeah, that's pretty plus cool. Plus a shirt, yeah. plus some griots, plus, plus some shipping. tools, yeah. plus some shipping. Yeah. Yeah. Like, hey, like. We're going to be short on stickers this month, well, Carl. So, <laughs> so, one of the, so one of the guys was like, he's like, he's like, I don't understand how you're making money. And I'm like, I'm not. Don't you get this? Like, yeah. you know, this is just one more product of this the 190 marketing. products that I have. Mm-hmm. I'm just happy to do it because somebody wants it. And I'm making custom art every single month. It just keeps me sharp during COVID, right? It's good looking, by the way. I like, yeah, that. this yeah. was yeah, uh, cool. yeah. La- uh, fir- first month. Griots on the arm. In fact, I think it's is it Griots on the back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah we designed cool. some shirts and and hoodies for Griots. They freaked out. We're like, oh, geez, like you designed that? Like, They're such good guys. Oh yeah, they've they've always taken care of us. So yeah. we've always given away Griots products at all of my car shows. They have taken care of us for years. We plan to going forward as well. So, yes. Yeah. 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 They have taken care of us for years. And, in fact, in the merchandise trailer, we sell Griots. Because you're at a car show and you're like, oh, man, I'm at a tire gel. Oh, luckily we sell it. <laughs> oh, you need some speed shine or ceramic wax? Yeah. Well, we what do got you know? You. Yeah. We, oh, yeah. And you need an air freshener. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, your bumper got ripped off coming into the show? Oh, we can fix you. <laughs> Here's a rivet gun. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Now, so if you gotten our box at, yeah. at subscribe.stancewars.com, you'd have that 10 millimeter, and you'd See? be able to put that back on right now. <laughs> I was going to say, a 10 millimeter with every purchase, because God knows everybody's missing one. In the one. box, every month you get a 10 millimeter. It's the total <laughs> running job. I love it. Until you open that one drawer in your toolbox, and it's nothing but 10 millimeters. You're like, oh. well, you can hope. And, you know how hard and in the back of that find, is all the socks. You know how hard it is to find a different looking 10 millimeter every single month? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Buy months in advance. You're like the black, black chrome, black, the, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. laser etched, the satin, the, you know, high deep socket, yeah. low yeah. shorty, yeah. like oh, you know, quarter inch, three eighths, like oh yeah. Oh, I legit probably have like twenty of them. You have to. You know you the have, beer? Uh, I would. I would love another one. Yeah, it's time I, for another rear rear ear break. I think. Well, on uh, on COVID, uh, you know, Costco. You need to shout hydrate. out. You know, they got the <laughs> they got the forty eight pack. Oh, know? that's right. I so I've had to, I've had to downgrade in my my beer selection to good old Ranier quality beer. We, we love Ranier. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. All right, let's take a quick rain ear break. Yeah, sponsored by Haggerty, yeah. and we'll be right back. Yeah. <laughs> Grandpa, what do you call this thing again? It's a 66 Ford Bronco. I think you got ripped off. Why is that, honey? It's got no Wi-Fi, no USB port, no Bluetooth. Exactly. I guess we'll just have to talk. Sometimes the best way to connect is to disconnect. Is that the window button? It's called a window crank. Cool. The faster I move it, the faster it goes down. This moment of escape was created by Haggerty. Being old is kind of cool, Grandpa. Works for me. For people who love cars. And we're back. We were talking off the break. Where do you want to go? Yeah, what do you want to be when you What's, grow up? Yeah. yeah. So I keep telling my wife I want to build a venue, and uh, I just found this. I just found this space. It's like sixty-six acres, and and uh, I want to. It's kind of like a little bit south of Olympia, and I'm like, I want to put an amphitheater in. I want to put a tournament lake in. I want to put in a, like a small KOA and like a, like a little like a little store and bar. You know, and my wife's like, "You are crazy! Like, how is this going to work out?" And I'm like, "We're just going to sit back." And make the money, and we'll have a bunch of people working for us, and we'll, you know, we'll just have a good time. Go kart track, mud oh, pit. Yeah. Mud, mud pit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. big trucks. Uh, we're gonna need we're gonna need at least a Circle Eight track. Well, uh, one of my old <laughs> bosses used to do tournament skiing, and he's yeah. like, "Oh yeah, we rented this lake for five grand for the weekend." And I'm like, 
Five grand, really? <laughs> and then I, <laughs> Lick I, I doesn't used really DJ. cost you anything once you have it. <laughs> I used to, I have I have a DJ background from like starting from high school, and then I I got my broadcasting degree here in Seattle, and. Uh, Turns out they don't need 21-year-old radio DJs. I, who knew? I, I, you know, you have to be like 50 to we, get a we radio know a DJ, DJ here in town. Right? Yeah, we're not. So, yeah. on our show. Yeah. So, then, uh, so then I kind of did some nefarious work at some local clubs. And, but so I have Come that in my background. Down. And I She's did. coming to the stage. Oh, next up on the main stage. Bring her down here. That's what. <laughs> oh. oh, yeah. I can do that. Yeah. Clothing uh, optionals. <laughs> so okay. then, uh, you know, I did the wedding scene for a, a several years doing DJ work. And, yeah. You know, like, the money in that is like insane even now like yeah. i did a buddy's wedding and the the coordinator came over and she's like how much is he paying you like you know i could probably get you two thousand dollars a night you know and i'm like two thousand dollars a night are you crazy like i'm just doing this for fun and a few beers like and i'm gonna slap <laughs> some girls around all right you know what i mean like, we're just, <laughs> i'm just having fun he's like, oh, i get you i could get you two grand a night but i had a few bridezillas and so that was like oh, oh i can imagine you know, yeah a couple of bridezillas will take you out like yeah, right, that situation to do with where it. you were djing in a club and like a couple of years later that same girl was walking down the aisle oh no no <laughs> no i could tell you about you know in the winter i like to do uber I'm an Uber driver because it gives me <laughs> something to do. Okay. Right? I could definitely, t you guys should have to, you guys have to come and have me back just to tell Uber stories. Oh, yes, we will. Okay. We'll never believe some of the craziest Uber stories. And oh, I man. only do it in the winter uh, two nights a week. Okay. We have got to do a, we'll do an Uber special. We'll call it the okay. RCS Uber special. It'll be very Uber special. Can we call it that? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Oh, yeah. That's a good question. Ride share special? Yeah. 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 There we oh, go. Yeah. 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 It's like, <laughs> yeah. We probably can't call it Uber special. Yeah. Well, if we don't capitalize it. We've gone this long without being sued. I don't know how. But, um, <laughs> well, that's kind of another reason how I got into doing car shows because I owned all this crazy sound equipment. Because I had this IT job that I made way too much money in, and I was an old DJ. And so I, the, the whole year around 9 11, yeah. right? I actually went down to uh, Guitar Center. And I was talking with one of the guys, and I'm like, God, I'd really like to get some gear. And he's like, man, sales are horrible. He's like, dude, if you could buy, like, $1,000 in gear, like, it would be insane. I'm like, what if I bought $10,000 worth of gear? <laughs> and the <laughs> store manager's like, if you bought $10,000 worth of gear, I'll give it to you at cost. And I'm like, well, geez, let's, They're like, let's yeah, get a we need to get out of here. Like, yeah. What and can and you guys get? guitar centers. <laughs> yeah. So then I bought this huge sound system, and that was another reason to get into car shows, because a buddy of mine was like, Hey, don't you own a bunch of speakers? And I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, may, you know, maybe if you came out to my car show, could you announce at the car show and be the host? And then you, we could use all your speakers. And yeah, like, yeah. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, you know, what do we need? A, oh, I don't know. Give me a spot for my car. Give me a t-shirt. <laughs> Give me some beer. You know, I'd, good it'll deal. Be fun, huh. It'll be a fun time. We should buy speakers. We should buy speakers. <laughs> and that's and that's how I started working for Waterworks at the time. Okay. Nice. So that was kind of that was kind of fun, but What do you think uh what's next for the sh for the shows with uh COVID? I mean, how's that going to work out for you this year, you think? Man, we canceled I canceled like $100,000 in tickets this last year. Oh, which is not even that many tickets to be honest with you. So, Gosh. I don't know. We're going to have to see what what happens. I think I think it depends uh, on not, what state you're in. I'm not a conspiracy yeah. guy or left or right. I definitely believe there's a virus and people have died. I know people that have died. Yeah, you know, we know people that have personally been affected. So, yeah. you know, I, I want to have it. I can say, you know, as my competitors, no one died it from my car show last year. <laughs> I did have one. It was no, uh, March 7th. I was allowed to put on one show at uh, Pacific Raceway. It's probably about four or 5,000 people. But, uh, 
you know, all my competitors on the East Coast all had shows this year, right? Huh. They had to deal with all the COVID problems and all kinds of stuff. I could go, I could go to Florida tomorrow and have a car show. Yeah. yeah. 20,000 people, no problem. Problem is my staff won't go. They're like, <laughs> that's not happening. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what we can do. I think with vaccinations and then I, I also, you know, I, don't, I doubt Inslee's going to hear this, but hey, man, outdoor car show, because I only put outdoor car shows on, probably the least spreading event ever. What if we you put know? it in a parking lot under a, like a clear plastic tent? Yeah. <laughs> we don't even need to have a tent. We just use a parking lot, yeah. right? It's all open air. Like, And then we'll serve foods because it's outdoor dining. It's drive-in dining. Uh, yeah. You know, I, yeah. I, I really hope that we get to have them. I have 16 scheduled this year. The biggest heartbreak is Vegas. Normally we do it in April, like around the first week of April. And every organization that I've talked with, um, they won't schedule any group event in, before August. Yeah. They're just not even interested. And even our own group, which we've been with for five years. Yeah, we've run into that, too, with our shows. They're, you know, they're, they're yeah. scheduling Pebbles on the, on the map, and, and so is, uh, what's the one the Friday before, um, the private one in, in Monterey? Quail? Quail, yeah. yeah. So they're, they're scheduling like it's going to happen. Well, you, you, so, have to, you have to just schedule out. I, yeah. I think there's going to be a point at which an average person that I, I would say rational person like myself is going to go, okay, I know what the risk is. And I'm gonna. I'm okay with taking that risk and going and doing this. Yeah. The key to it really is the venue. Yeah. Is whether you can get away with it. I went to. I went to like four legitimate car shows last year after March. One was in Idaho, probably the biggest car show that I'd been to. I told <laughs> everybody sense. that we were coming, <laughs> and it blew up like crazy. I went to one in Tucson. Also makes sense. Um, <laughs> I went to one in Nevada. Yep, and there, I've seen a ton of stuff from Texas. Where was and, the other one that we went to? I don't Nevada. remember. Uh, but you know, here I've went to a ton of car meets this year. I mean, yeah, there was a few. I I I call the them all illegal meets. illegal meets, right? Because yeah. they don't have permission and they don't have insurance, right? Right, which is yes. the definition Look, of a car show. They're versus all shopping a meet. at that Safeways <laughs> at the same time, <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> you know, I went to a couple that were two thousand plus people. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> if not, uh, one that I went to was 5,000 Popular people. Safeways. Yeah. No, these were way bigger than a Safeway <laughs> yeah. to be able to handle, you know. So, and, uh, the insurance you know, part we, we were out there, me, but yeah. you know. Oh, then, yeah, insurance is, insurance can be a, if, I'm surprised. I, you know, we contacted them a couple times during this last year, and I asked about COVID things, and they said, yeah, well, COVID's not covered. So, you know, we don't have a clause, so. I'm like, well, what if we want it covered? Yeah, we're not even going to come close. And yeah. that was K&K, which is a national insurer for events. I mean, they do yeah. concerts to fairs to circuses to... Huh. If you want to pay the money, know. like Lords of London, will they'll give you a contract with, with for whatever you want, but it's, you're yeah, going to pay afford it. it so, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> seven-figure so contract. Yeah, insurance is already astronomical. Yet alone, like one COVID You thing. know, one of the reasons <laughs> I don't do motorsports events is the, the insurance is so high. Yeah. Like, yeah. I couldn't even dream of doing an ins- you know a motorsports event that's not track-sponsored. Yeah. Where the track is picking up the insurance or using their year pack, you know, their year, yeah. you know, it's just, it's insane. I mean, there's just, mm. that's a big number. That's a really, really big number. It's also, bi- it depends on how many people you have. But if you're going to have like, say, Stance Wars in Bellevue, we're at the point now where we're doing about 10,000 people. Wow. And that's a big number for insurance. That's a big number for like Bellevue and the police. In fact, uh, yeah. running joke um, for the pl- Bellevue Police Department. Hey, I'll pay you guys when I get a chance. But you know the reality is I'm not making any money. So the couple thousand bucks that I owe you for the twelve officers last year, sorry, guys, will just have to wait. What What are some other great questions? Come on, guys. I mean, I could tell you guys a zillion stories about car shows. I was going to ask you what's stuff. what's like the worst thing you've seen roll into a car show. 
worst thing rolling yeah, yeah, yeah there's there's gonna yeah, be a list can talk about the good I, I think i think most people would think and the, use his name no. most <laughs> most people would probably think about the cardboard camry oh i know the cardboard camry yeah. cardboard camry guys funny, about it's hilarious and yeah. i found it hilarious everybody was like aren't you pissed about that i'm like i think it's hilarious in fact i would even ask them to come and give them free boot i think one year we gave them a free booth like yeah like i think it's awesome i like you <laughs> should make fun of what we're doing right yeah. i mean you have to you have to laugh best, at yourself you have to right i mean that's the best part about something like that i mean i have seen some serious i don't know if we can use profanity on this or not yeah. or yeah. you know it's i've seen it. some serious buckets for sure you know, but in the stance world, that's weird. <laughs> well, at any car show, <laughs> realistically, right? weird. Right? Yeah, and we I mean, see them at exotics. You get, you get into old school, or you get into uh, you know spring meet with classic old bugs. I mean, I've had bugs come to car shows with no pans in them. Like I've <laughs> had guys drive forty miles with no pants. Okay, <laughs> no pants. That's like a, you put your feet down on the freeway, yeah, your, your feet are your gone. Yeah, yeah, your yeah. foot's done. No yeah. pants, right? <laughs> I, I That's a little on the nutty side. It looks cool a, as hell. There's though. a lot of creative cars in Pacific Northwest. I remember. Yeah. Do you remember? I don't know who. I don't want to bring names up, but it was a. It was an Audi, and it had a sparkle paint job. Like oh yeah, just, just yeah. heavy flake. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. And he would come to car Fast shows. Boat flake. And yep. the thing about it was, is the car would move because he wanted to. He wanted it always in the sun. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Move the car in the. Didn't matter how many yeah. people were around the car. What was yeah. going on? It was really dangerous. But that was like. I was like, yeah, it looked like a bass boat. Yeah, <laughs> on an Audi A8. Bass boat flake. You yeah. know, hey, you, I said it. There's, works there's on times it would work. You know, yeah. yeah. Well, no, like, if you get something like uh, a lowrider or something like that, I could see some bass boat flake. On I, did, cool. I did bass boat flake on my wheels and my tins for my '66 Beetle. See, okay. Just cool. because yeah. it would piss the purists off. <laughs> I was like, this will really piss some people off. And I had talked to Dave at Meisterworks, and he's like, hey, I got this Bass Bolt Gold. That'd be great. Like, we'll just layer it in super deep. A yeah. yeah. whole bunch of layers are clear on top of it. It'll look insane. I can see does. that with a Rolls Royce grill put on the front. <laughs> you're, you're the Bass Bolt f- flake of the world right there, buddy. No. <laughs> that's our host, David Wheaton. Yeah. But there, there, I mean, there, there, there are definitely those out there. That's for sure. You know, and, and you know, here's the, here's the weird part is, you don't know whether it's supposed to be a joke or the guy is dead serious and he paid 60 bucks to put his car in the show. Yeah. <laughs> like, you just like... Uh, Everybody believes their car is the best and it, it doesn't matter what stage of the project. And Yeah. It's tough. Yeah. I, I want to be real realistic and humble about it. Like, you know, I don't just bash people. I mean, yeah. that's, that, there's just no reason to do that. I, I appreciate all work. And we all started somewhere, right? I had a Geo Storm. Oh, we have had right? some really stupid mods. That was the first car I ever bought brand new, right? At Hewling Brothers, which isn't, doesn't even exist anymore. Wow. But you know what? I bought it because I was working in a stable job, and I made a ton of money at the time. And uh, In fact, I asked my parents. I'm like, hey, I need to go up to West Seattle. And they're like, why do you need to go to West Seattle? I'm like, I'm going to buy a brand new car today. And they're like, what? You're like, I think it was like. 19 or 20 at the time they're like i'm like yeah i've been looking at the paper like i have the down like i can afford that monthly payment like they're like you want to buy a brand new car like what like <laughs> so weird you know of course we modified it immediately yeah <laughs> we put gti springs in it from a mark one and slammed it on the ground and bought cool wheels for it and then i put like some 18 i put two 18s and two 15s and i had like twenty thousand watts in there whoa all from orion because i was working at car toys in a small space it works oh yeah <laughs> at the time i think we hit like 138 which is like whoa. nothing nowadays but that's still 38 db was pretty insane at that point you know but where do you see the stance world going? What's the next? Oh yeah, what's the, what's next, the next thing? What's the next big trend coming in? I think we have to survive the, the, um, 
people that are at the extreme edge. Okay. I think we have to survive that before we get to evolve. I, I don't think it'll ever end, to be honest with you. No. I mean, like, you know, guys have been drifting AE86s in Japan since, yes. you know, forever, right? Yeah. And, and you're going to have that kind of thing. And I think we're just going to continue to um, go. I think one of the things that I should probably say is, while Stance Wars is, you know, a lot of people think it's about Stance, the, one of my mentors and one of my big guys that uh, I really listen to, he doesn't say the word stance about that event. He calls it an experience event. And we have really spent a lot of time about making it an experience mm-hmm. rather than just a car show. Yeah. And so I think we'll probably continue to evolve along that. I mean, Stance Wars right now, I mean, we ran out of water park for Friday night. <laughs> we have the car show on Saturday. The car show is only four hours. Imagine moving 10,000 people in and moving them back out in four hours. <laughs> and then we go and rent places like, oh, what's that big, uh, the Bowling Alley in Bellevue? The Lucky Parler? Strike. Lucky Strike. Lucky We've strike. rented yeah. Lucky Strike for years. I mean, and take people in there, right? Guys pay $125 for their entire package for the weekend to go to, to a water park exclusive, go to the car show all day, get a free T-shirt or a backpack or, or something like that, and then be able to go drink unlimited at, you know, Lucky Strike. That's, that's, that's a pretty good experience, but, right? But that is an experience because yeah. I've always hated it. Like, I've, I've never been the person who can go to a car show and sit behind my car. No. Well, I mean, like, there's no boost. And it's, that is the number one thing oh. that I hate. And I have a couple oh. shows where it happens, but yeah. Stance Wars is one of those things, like, if I see that happening, I am uber pissed yeah. about, you know, uh, that's why it's so short. You know, guys come to Stance Wars and they get pissed that they didn't get to see everything in the amount of time before we kick them out. And it's like, that's the point. You don't want to go to a car show for 12 hours in some kind of square box somewhere and see the entire car show in 45 minutes and all your friends are laying, laying out in a, in a chair. They're bored out of their exact minds because they're not going to get out of there until 8 p.m. Yeah. And you're like, because they don't let you dying. out. <laughs> yeah, they yeah. won't let you out. The British, the British car shows are that. It's like, you have to show up at 6. You can't leave till 8. I'm like, uh, you yeah. mean like two hours later? Like, no, 14 hours. I'm 100% nope. against that. But I also came back from, I came from a mini truck world. You yeah. know, and the guys in the mini truck shows are like, they're like, hey, we're doing, we're doing hubcap throws and we're doing, you know, we're doing all these weird events for the owners during the day yeah. to keep them occupied and not sitting in a lawn chair bored out of their minds behind their vehicle, right? I mean, I think once people start getting bored behind their vehicle, it's not worth going to. So I've really tried to, in my car shows, I've really tried to say, hey, owners really only need to be there like four hours. And which kind of ex- upsets a lot of people that are not in the 16 to 24 bracket. Like the old guys who want to bring their bug and they're like, what do you, what do you mean we're I coming? I was going to bring a cooler. We don't show up to car shows I, at 10. I don't want to go home and three. have to do my honeydew list. He goes, <laughs> we, we have to be there at six and we have to sit in line for two hours and then we have to get in. And yeah, they don't want to go home and do their honey That's list. That's what it right? is. Oh, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. yeah, for sure. But I, I told I'm, her I was going to be gone all day. <laughs> yeah. I'm hugely against that. And it's boring. Now, the only reason you do that is because your spectators need to sit there for a, a long maturity rate to get as many people through the door that are like, I already did my chores. I went to the church or, or whatever. <laughs> and then they get to come to the car show. Right. And you're, and you're squeaking out that one guy, like, you know, seven o'clock. Well, you know, it looks like everybody's having a good time at the car show. So we should go and bring the entire family. You know, my wife is at the main gate at, at Stance Wars and she's like, let's cut it. Like, let's, let's like it. Let's make it free. And I'm like, ah, we're only at three hours. Like, sorry. Like we got to go at four. And I'm happy to have 5,000 people in line. Yeah. I have no problem with that. You know, it's like going to a club. The bigger the yep. line, the cooler it's going to be on the inside. Yep. Yeah. Right? So, I mean, there's, not, there's nothing wrong with that. But some car shows don't lend that. Like, 
old school and some of my old classic V-Dub stuff, they don't lend that to. The, the, the um, sophisticated Euro where it's all European cars, that's more of a non-spectator sport. You know, everybody's bringing in really cool cars. We put it, we've had it for several years at this wedding venue in, in Auburn. Very exclusive, yeah. you know, and it's kind of one of those, wow, this is like a really, I mean, when you have white swans and fans, and fans going and your car's parked next to a pond, like, yeah, the photos this is like next, great. next you level. Really, really expensive, <laughs> high quality builds there. Well, I'm, you know, like I said, I'm from European. So, like, I'm looking at some of my mentors on, in Europe, like Excess Car Night and some of these other guys. And, you know, they're putting car shows on in these spectacular sp- Olympic stadiums. And they look cool as hell. And you're like, how do you do that? And, you know, like, just got to kind of follow some of those principles. Like, we went to Worthersea. You guys know what Worthersea is? Mm-mm. Imagine. You've heard of, you've heard of um, Sturgis. Yeah. yeah. So Worthersea's been around for about 30, 35 years now. And it's put on in a little teeny town about the size of Duval. <laughs> okay. Okay. Imagine 100,000 people a day in Volkswagens or European cars trying to go to that town. I assume this is in Germany? It's in Austria. Austria. Oh, okay. And it's like on a lake about the size of Lake Sammamish. Okay. Right. Imagine if there was a little teeny town about halfway down the side of Lake Sammamish, like a small town, like 1,500 people, and it's hayfields everywhere, and you have thousands. And this, this has been going on for years and years and years. And I went 10 years ago. It was amazing. We were like, holy. And then we went this last year in 2019, early. It's in May. And uh, the car show has gotten to the point where Europeans take two weeks to go to it because no one can go during the two wow. or three days it's actually going, you can't find any place to stay. And there's literally so many people there, you can't move. So now it's like this car club is going this week and these three days or this, you know. And so we went for five days before the show this year. Yeah, five days before the show. And uh, insane. We sat on a, on a bench and watched two or 3,000 cars roll by and never saw the same car twice. That's so cool. And my guys are like... Well, it's easier for parts <laughs> when you're in living in Austria. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the, the neat thing is they're totally ruined now, my guys. They're like, every we car is this. fully yeah. modified. Yeah. You know, you're just like, oh, my God. They went to our, our typical Leavenworth event, you know, and it's like, this is crap. Like, <laughs> you know, when you're watching thousands and thousands of... I mean, there's cars parked on the sidewalks. They're parked every possible way you could ever imagine. And this is a week before the event. My guys just couldn't even... They couldn't even imagine. Like, they're just... Incredible. Mind, mind, mind blown. Yeah, and then and then uh, excess car night. Um, Andy and uh, Dan put on their show, and it's just mind blowing, like the level of how high end the show is, and how many cars are there. They had a hall that's just rotor form wheels, cars on rotor form wheels. Probably had a hundred cars in there <laughs> that are immaculate, insane cars, right? And then they had fi- there's five halls that would hold a hundred cars each. And they just had different themes to every single hall, you know, everything. And you're like, oh, my God. You're like, this is insane. I'd die to, think I die to do anything right there. <laughs> I was saying, I don't think that would work with American culture. I, well, I would like a, to see it. Like, there's places that would There's ha- a few help. of us that are trying to get there. But. Yeah, I'd love to see it. And, like, you, know, you got to think of a space that could hold it. Texas, Florida. There's places like that that would be probably more open to it. But around here, no. But we'll just take over Leavenworth. Yeah. <laughs> That's I want to get. I want to get with a couple of my friends and, and – uh, Stance Works years ago, their first show they ever put on was called Stance of the Union, oh. right? which is <laughs> okay. super cool. They put it on San Francisco. I didn't get to go, but um, I want to get together with some of my friends that put on shows just like Stance Wars and get us all together and say Stance of the Union yeah. and, and try and bring, we all bring 
Yeah, everybody our, brings our everybody. people find a flyover and state and, <laughs> and put it, you know, put it in Kansas or Nebraska yeah, or some, say Iowa someplace, somewhere in there. Someplace totally random, right? Yeah, that would be fun. Though. That would you be know, a really cool destination. You have actually. to to try and do that. You know, so many businesses want to be individual, but you know what would be cool is to get everybody to come together and go. Let's put on one massive, and we'll just share it all together. And like, who cares if we make money? Like, let's let's just blow people's minds. You know, I see these shows that yeah, are happening awesome. in Europe that are just, you know, racism is one of it's uh, the weirdest. The, the show is called Racism, but it's, what does it stand for? It's a, it's a show in Russia. Oh, and it's these crazy high-end guys. They rented an Olympic stadium and put on this giant car show. It's absolutely mind-blowing. Well, they that have, doesn't sound like they what have it container, is. You know, container <laughs> These trailers? are the people that own Grizzly Bears as pets, too, no. just so you know. You know, like containers, you know, yeah. like shipping containers? They had shipping container bars and stuff built for the car show. Well, sure. I mean, this sounds is, like Russia. That I sounds mean, awesome. Yeah. I mean, this is how big this is. I mean, it's insane. And then all these, you know, you got hundreds and hundreds of cars coming out of Europe. They're flying guys in from Japan with their cars to have them on display. I mean... How insane is stuff like that? I mean, I would love to get to that level. That would be awesome to see. And it's it's kind of one of those things. Research to have that level, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we had this conversation with some of our promoters, and I said, you know, back in the day when I had my '97 Jetta and I had 50 grand into it and a Nintendo and whatever, we went to hot import nights in downtown Seattle, and everyone thought it was the most insane thing, whatever, right? They had dance troops, and yeah, they had some no-name rapper on stage and and whatever, right? <laughs> and I know the guys that own the show today, and I'm like. That show is no different than Stance Wars today. We have models. It's at night. We have thousands of cars, 10,000 people. Yeah. What are you doing, man? Yeah, you guys are, it's gonna die and off. you guys have been around for 20 years. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, you should be having, I don't, I don't know, some crazy star, some crazy TikTok star and, you know, all this crazy stuff. You know, not that's those, how we started. Not those people. <laughs> well, that's how we, you know, we started yeah. bringing influencers like B for Build and, and uh, TJ and, you know, some of these other oh, big. TJ Hunt. Some of these big yeah. people come out to our events because people want to meet them, right? Yeah. My, my demo, 16 to 24, they want to meet meet these guys, and I have no problem bringing them out. Now these guys are getting so big, especially after this year. I don't think yeah. any, of them, I don't think any of them are ever going to go to car show a year. Yeah. Is it break time or are we at the end? We gotta we gotta, we wrap, gotta wrap it up. It up. Yeah, <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah. Shut up, Mike. No, no, you're good. It's I mean, we gotta have you back. That, yeah, definitely we have you back. All right, so coming up uh, on Avance, speaking of car show events, we finally have one to announce, but it's sold out. <laughs> as soon as they posted it, because of limited capacity, it sold out immediately, and that is the Avance Off-Road event on the 23rd, which we will we will be at all day. We will have our fancy tent, thanks to you, Mike, mm-hmm. which uh, you guys will see, and yeah, we'll be there the whole day. And I don't know what, I, I know all the sp- spots are sold out to do the course and stuff like that. I don't know about spectators. I don't know if the spectators are allowed or what, what's going on. Yeah, so if you're an Avance member and you want to spectate, yeah. reach out to Adam post on the Facebook page. We'll get some clarification on that. Uh, yeah. Again, this is an off-road event. Uh, there won't be a big parking lot, and it is an off-road event. So if you come in expecting a nice, clean gravel lot, you're not going to find that. You're going to get stuck. Not, not, a dis- not, not there. Yeah, not there fish. So. I don't think I'm going to do the course this time. No? <laughs> you still picking bark out of the last time? Pretty much. I might give it a shot. I'll we'll go see. with you. Yeah, Yeah. so you can hop in yeah. with me if we go. We'll see how it yeah, goes. it'll be fun. All right. Well, Mike, thank you so much. That was a ton of fun. We Thanks for can't having wait me to have you back. Yeah, um, we're we're, gonna, we're definitely going to do a, a ride share. Ride share oh, stories. Ride share stories. Yeah. Let's do some yeah. ride share. You guys Absolutely. blow your minds. Yeah. Uh, people want to get a hold of you. How um, do which what's your primary site? What's your main contact? Uh, Stance Wars, stancewars.com, but Mike at happenstance events or happenstanceevents.com. That's the easiest way to get a hold of me and Okay. You know, maybe you want to be maybe you have a small business and you want to be involved in one of our events. Yeah, that'd yeah. be great. We yeah. have a package for you or something like that. There you go. Cool. And check out to, yeah, check out our tent. We'll post 
photos of it. Uh, it'll be the first photos. I think we'll probably post at the Avance event. So yeah, that'll be. Let's the, hope the, it's right. I didn't even open the box. So <laughs> I assume it is. I mean, I okay. I do twenty thirty tenths a year. So I'm I sure assume. it's fine. <laughs> Looks good in, in the in the in the drawing. So, yeah. yeah. I stayed the hell out of it. So it wouldn't get screwed up. So, all right. Thanks for coming in for this episode of Rain City Supercars. I'm Nick. I'm Dan. And don't just get there. Enjoy the drive. <laughs>